Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board NBA for yet another daily stream here where we give you some pregame bets ahead of the NBA season. We have opening night bets once again here. Yesterday, of course, it was Pips NBA on the show, and he will be on for every weekday during the season. But since he already gave out his place for opening night yesterday, we decided to bring in Kirk Evans today for the very first time on the daily show to give out some picks as well. And how are you feeling? I know you were on the Friday show. You had the futures bet, but how are you feeling ahead of the first daily pick show? I'm excited to get going. Excited for the NBA to start. It's already being a world trend. We've got a uh, be allowed already. Booker questionable. We're back. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, on yesterday's show, uh, one of the plays involved Bradley Beal on an over. That's obviously not going to happen because Bradley Beal is not going to be playing. But have no fear. Four additional bets are going to be provided today for you guys to choose whether or not to tail. And for these plays, they're all going to be tracked in the top right corner of the screen. You can see the bet stamp user, user, the board HQ. So head on over there to track any of the plays. But you need to be here live on the show in order to get them. And you need to be live in order to get the best possible number. We don't know if these plays are going to move later on. So if you're an audio listener, we apologize if it does move. We'll have uh, we'll have Kirk over here try to explain the price that he would play it up to. But the best way to get all the plays is to catch it live. So to get the shows live, subscribe to the channel. Drop a like if you enjoy. So we're going to start off with uh, a couple of plays that are going to be involved in today's games. We have two more plays involved for tomorrow's game. First of all, we won't keep you guys waiting any longer. Let's go to that Lakers-Nuggets game. And you have an under on King James here. And why do you like LeBron to go under 0.5 blocks here? And you get this one, by the way, at plus 110. I found it at BetMGM and Bet365. For sure. So LeBron was at 0.6 blocks last year and 1.1 the year prior. This feels like the Bucks split the difference. But LeBron played center for over 50% of his time in that, se- in that 21-22 season where he averaged 1.1. Pretty much every other season for the last five, he's been around 0.6, 0.7, which pretty easily gets us there. He's also entering age 39 season off a very serious foot injury. There's been a lot of talk on managing his minutes. I don't think he gets up into the 35 minutes. I think he'll probably be around 32, 33. And that's actually reflected in most of his props, but not reflected in the blocks. So I think under... Um, half a block's a really good play. He's even probably going to play some three today. So yeah, plus 110, really good. I'm on this. I played it uh, right when it came out, and I would still definitely play it right now. Uh, what, what would be the number that you're looking for? Anybody watching later, would you play this one up to? Anything plus money, you think? Yeah, any minus 105. Anything better than that, to me, is pretty easily uh, plus EV. Okay, interesting on that one. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing LeBron. I'm a big LeBron fan, uh, you may not know. So I'm looking forward to seeing this one today, how he does. I mean, I don't really care about the block stuff. It's the points that I'm more concerned about. So we'll see how he looks here and how hungry he is going into that age 38 season. How do you feel about the Lakers overall, though? I'm very high on the Lakers heading into the season. What's your opinion on the Lakers after all those offseason moves? Yeah, I think the Lakers are a very solid team. I have them pretty clearly in that second tier of West teams. I think they're below the Nuggets, below the Suns, but right there with the Warriors and in the second tier of potentially contenders, but a bit of a wait and see. And and a lot of question marks, really LeBron being the number one at age 39, but he's bionic, so maybe he's just going to gonna keep doing what he does. And, and the AD health factor as well is a 
for major sure. player in this one. He's got to be healthier for him to go on a run. But let's go to the team you just mentioned there as maybe an outside contender in the Golden State Warriors. If they are going to be contenders, it will be Steph Curry who has to get them there. And you're going to go for a Steph Curry under in the opening game of the season. Under on the points, under 30 and a half. That's minus 110 at BetMGM. Uh, he spoke, we spoke before, you're willing to also play this at minus 120. So shop around out there for the possible prices. But Steph Curry going under, what do you like about this play? Yeah, this one took some steam this morning. I had played it yesterday. Um, so Steph averaged 29.4 last year. I think he had a 5% jump in two-point efficiency, a 4% jump in three-point efficiency from the season prior. No Jordan Poole this season, so maybe you could see a bit of a jump in points. But also typically first 10 games of the season, point totals are slightly down. So the Warriors' point total tonight, slightly lower than their full season last year. So I just don't really... It's not that I like anything specific for the under. I just don't really see why he would be over his season averages from last year. So I think, you know, probably Bucks know that they're going to get a lot of Steph Curry over money coming in. Um, so, yeah, under 30 and a half is pretty clearly plus EV for me. We spoke about on Friday Chris Paul's effect on the Lakers starting five and just rotations in general. What do you think it's going to mean for Steph Curry's game specifically for this opening night where you have the under, how do you see Curry's role adapting to Chris Paul, maybe having the ball and Curry not having too much? Yeah, I think Chris Paul's probably going to be the one who needs to adapt more than Steph. You know, Steph is Steph. He's, he's been, you know, top five player in the NBA for the last, you know, eight seasons at least. Um, so I think CP is going to have to adjust to Steph's game. But I also think that, CP is really going to be running that second unit, but I'm very interested to see what happens with uh, both of them on the court because Draymond's going to be out, so it looks like we'll start together. Yeah, I spent, well, they were saying they wanted to start Chris Paul regardless. <laughs> uh, of course, while Draymond Green is out, that will be the case. So I'm really looking forward to this. all these great stories going into the season, how teams are going to look and how you have to adapt for based on the personnel that you have that's different and how things are working, how things are not working. So this is going to be a very interesting game and a little bit of additional entertainment to follow along with the Steph Curry bet. But that's it for opening night. So there's the bets from the previous show. The previous show you can go check out. We had the one yesterday that's still in play because Bradley Beal will be out. So you can go check that from yesterday. But the two as well from today's show. We're going to do another show tomorrow. We're going to bring back pips as usual for tomorrow's show for some second night betting. But you also have two plays that you wanted to share for tomorrow as well. Specifically, we're going to go to DeJounte Murray and the Atlanta Hawks against the Charlotte Hornets. And you want to play DeJounte Murray over on his three-pointers. I've seen this one plus 102 at FanDuel. I see, I've seen this has fluctuated at plus 100, plus 102 area at FanDuel. So we'll get you to name your price as well. You'd play this too. But right around plus 100 at FanDuel for DeJounte Murray over one and a half threes. Talk us through this one. For sure. So a rare over for me. I know I'm not I'm not such a fun better, but I, I try winning here. But DeJounte over one and a half threes, I think is really good. Nate McMillan really allowed the Hawks to shoot a ton of mid-rangers last year. I think they were like 28th in location effective field goal last year. Um, I expect that to be very different under Quinn Snyder. Already we're getting up many more threes in the preseason. DeJounte averaged 1.8 last year, so it's not like this line was um, particularly off even for his last year's numbers, but he was getting up more threes in the preseason. I think the composition of the team is going to totally change. I think they're going to get up a lot more threes, so that DeJounte Murray over one and a half, any plus 100 is uh, definitely good for that. 
Yeah, obviously, I mean, if you're watching this show, I would assume you have some idea of analytics in the NBA, and therefore you would have the idea that mid-range shots are typically not good towards winning basketball. But uh, I think that it will be a key point of emphasis for DeJounte Murray to have worked on his three-point game in the offseason, as you were mentioning. And what better opportunity than to showcase that in the first game of the season, really want to try these things. So I like this one. Uh, I think the attempts are certainly going to be there. It's about him knocking down. And in the chat here, we have Pips joining us on, on YouTube to take in this stream. How does it feel to be on the other side watching along for this one, Pips? Let us know. <laughs> um, and a comment here from Colin Foxbreaks. What's going on to Colin? Somebody I know here. Atlanta with Quinn could have a great season. He's a top coach. I, I think that this is going to be a really good indication of why coaching matters in the NBA. People talk about like the top teams. Well, it doesn't matter who's coaching that team. That team is going to win regardless. Atlanta are a really good example of a team that I think can make really big strides this season. Uh, anything you want to add on the Hawks? You had them to win yeah. the division from a Friday show. What talks about the Hawks a little bit? For sure. So talking about that analytics, you know, the mid-range movement, they're really going from McMillan, who was probably the most anti-analytics coach in the league, <laughs> to Quinn Snyder, who every year their shot location in Utah was pretty pristine. So it's actually a really good question of how much this coaching matter because the roster is pretty much the same. John Collins out, Sadiq Bay in, a couple guys aging into maybe a bit of a better role, but the roster is pretty similar. So it'll be interesting to see how much coaching can really affect there. And, you know, I'm clearly betting on it will have an effect because I've, I've got a, a previous bet on Atlanta against Charlotte. Um, for tomorrow, I've got them division over. So clearly, I'm pretty high on that. Right. Um, it makes complete sense. Um, I'm hoping that with Quinn Snyder more involved as a coach, we see a bit more of an Onyeka Okongwu breakout, and they finally dump – not maybe not dump, but they finally realize that, okay, maybe Okongwu is actually better than Capella. I wouldn't be surprised if midseason Capella winds up on a new team to make room for just that. So let's go to the final play that you have. This is also for tomorrow's set of games, but you're going to a game total involving the Sacramento Kings and the Utah Jazz. We have the game total under 238.5. Uh, or sorry, you have this one. We just double yeah, so I, th I think I gave you 238. I think there's some 238 and a half so, right there as well. So yeah, we 238. 238 and a half, yes, at BetMGM minus 105 odds. What do you like about this one? For sure. So uh, this one actually came out 241 and a half, 241. So it came out really high. Um, it's come down around three, three and a half points. I maybe have had something to do with that, that uh, movement. But this just feels to me like the books not realizing the changing comp composition of both these teams. So Sacramento is a pretty similar team. But they were pretty unlucky on D last year, some bad shooting luck. I expect their D to tick up slightly and their offense to tick down slightly. I think they were the number two offense. I have them around the six or seven range. Um, and then the Jazz are, are a totally different team. Walker Kessler is going to start. They're starting Laurie and John Collins. So essentially three power forwards, no Mike Conley. So they were a top 10 offense last year. I definitely don't project them anywhere close to that this year. <laughs> and they were a very bad defense last year. And now they have Walker Kessler, who anyone who knows me, I love Walker Kessler. I have some defensive player of the year bets on Walker Kessler. Okay. So he is going to be one of the better defensive players in the league. So this total being 238, 238 and a half, 
it's just too high. It's probably what the total would have been, you know, around midseason last year. But at this point, it's just it's just too high with, with how these teams look for this season. Okay, interesting. I wanted to get your thoughts beyond the plays here. Uh, a little bit of just general betting insight into the NBA. Do you find that typically sports books will inflate these sort of lines at the start of the season? Or do you think they more so are lower and have to come up? How do you see it going into this season? Um, for props, I think at the start of the season, they'll have some guys priced a bit too high. They know, again, like I said, with Curry, I'm also on Jokic under. I think that one's moved a little bit. You know, they know people want to bet on the top guys over to start the season. So I think those are a little inflated high. Um, for game totals, I think it, it can kind of go either way. I think it's more about, you know, what changed from last year to this year and how is that going to affect the total. So I wouldn't say, you know, more overs or under. I think I'm on around as many overs as I am unders for uh, the games today and tomorrow. Okay, interesting stuff. A little bit of interesting insight. I like this comment here about Capella as well. Capella, Dallas, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate the fit. You can probably get him super cheap, and they need a center. They brought in uh, Lively at the draft, but he, I don't think he's quite ready for the NBA. What did you want to say? Yeah, the Dallas center um, rotation is probably the worst positional group in the league for a team that views themselves as as a serious team. I'm not sure how serious I view them as a team. I think they'll be okay solid on offense, but starting a rookie, you know, 11th overall pick, and then Dwight Powell still still kicking around. He'll probably end up starting at some point. So Capella would be a great fit there. I, I don't see you can not start Powell. I mean, I, I, uh, Lively, Lively is a – I like the pick. I like where they got him. I like how they could move down as well and get him. But clear he's not quite ready to, to step up the enemy level. At least yeah. that's what it seemed like. Uh, going into the draft. So, yeah, they'll, they'll certainly be on the hunt. And last year's decision to sign JaVale McGee and tell him he was a starter, uh, still affecting the team to this day. They are going to be a polarizing team to look at this season. Realistically, how good? How good are the Dallas Mavericks? Like, do you think it'll be as bad as last year? What do you, what do you think? It'll be better than last year, I think. I think uh, probably 42, 43 wins, if I had to guess. Also, probably not a good thing that Luca, Kyrie, Hardy, and um, Green all got hurt separately in the preseason. So not really a great way to start. They look terrible in the preseason as well. I anticipate they're going to start the season slow. So I think they'll be fine. Last year, I think they won 37 or 38 games. They, If they don't win more than that, then if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you're going to be sweating uh, Luca walking <laughs> in a couple of years. That That's a that's a good point. Um Doncic's future. I wonder how long he'll just kind of settle for this. But at least they tried something last year. But it was probably the wrong player to try with in Kyrie Irving. And obviously, the team falling off a cliff kind of indicated that a little bit. But before we go, we're going to recap all four of the plays that we have. Kirk Evans bringing you for the games tonight as well as the games tomorrow. First of all, LeBron James under zero point five blocks. The Lakers visit the Nuggets on ring night. Get this one at plus 110 at BetMGM or Bet365, but minus 105 or better is fine for this one. Taking LeBron James under on the block. Secondly, we're going to go to Steph Curry under 30 and a half points. Minus 110 at BetMGM are the odds that we got it at. Feel free to play this one at minus 120 as well. For tomorrow, we have DeJounte Murray over one and a half threes. We found this at plus 102 at FanDuel in and around plus 100. Good to take for this one as the Hawks take on the Hornets. And finally, a straight gameplay here. We have Kings and Jazz under 
238.5 minus 105 at BetMGM. And there is wiggle room on that one as well. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Daily Show today. Pips will be back on tomorrow, as he will be for the rest of the NBA season every weekday morning here. Excited to bring you a new season here of NBA coverage on the board. But have no fear. Kirk Evans is back Thursday, as he will be for every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time for an NBA deep dive and analysis all around the league. We'll be talking just various teams, the most interesting stories are in the league, and, of course, there will be some betting on the side. What are you looking forward to with those Thursdays to cover? Yeah, I'm excited to, to dive deep. You know, if you like hearing about location effective field goal and Pythagorean ratings, then, then come listen on Thursday. Um, I'm definitely a lead on the NBA nerd side, and, and you know, I love talking ball, so I'm excited. It's it's interesting because uh, of our other the other person involved here, Pips NBA, is very much like matchup based, matchup oriented. Obviously, there's mathematics involved in his process as well, but he really dives into matchups to help handicap games. But you seem to take a much more analytical and mathematical approach. So it'll be really good to get both of those sort of opinions and insights on the channel. So lots of educational value in subscribing to the board YouTube channel as well as following on your favorite podcast platform if. That is where you choose to watch instead. Hit the notification bell as well so you stay up to date with every piece of content that we are dropping. Follow us on Twitter. Stay even more up to date. And as well, smash that like button if you enjoyed this one. Let's try to cash to start the season. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow again at 1130 a.m. Eastern time for more betting here, part of the Hammer Betting Network. 